1: plushcare.com slash weight loss
2: welcome to the horse hour podcast i'm your host amy stevenson and today i talk to Alison, who is a genius when it comes to picking the right music for dressage to music we're going to find out what we need to be doing when we're choreographing our horses movements to specific types of music this is horse hour I'm so excited because this is my favourite thing ever. It's putting music with my other passion, which is horses. And this is what you get to do every day with Dressage to Music. How did you get started?
1: That's right. I first found Dressage to Music when I was quite young with my first pony and just playing around. But later on, I went to a riding club demonstration with Felicity Scott, and I was just so inspired by what she was saying. But I thought, I really, Mm. really want to try this and compete myself. And that's where I started, through Riding Club, really. And then because I was already teaching people, they said, could you help me too? And that's that's how that happened. I mean, I must stress that my angle is the choreography side of things. So I don't actually do the... The technical stuff, you'll be pleased to know. I don't do the cutting and the mixing and the producing. I, I work with several really good people who are experts. And although I really enjoy listening to music, I don't enjoy the, the sort of mixing of it. But I really do mm. enjoy the choreography.
2: Well, the mixing is really tough, isn't it? Because you've got to get all the points at the, same, at the right. It's got to be so slick and precise. It's going out into those speakers and it's got to be mixed amazingly well.
1: It, yeah, the the sound quality is so important because you you need to be enjoying it, and the performance factor needs needs to feel good. Whereas if you if you've got a, a sort of agonising pause, that that can that can grate, even if you know because you've listened to that mix so many times, you know that pause is coming, you you sort of dread it. And I think that it's worth paying a professional to get it properly mixed.
2: Does it matter what music you use? Are you allowed to... Okay. oh my gosh, I've got so many questions for you, I don't even know where to start. I love dressage to music. For me, it's my two major passions. One is music, one is dressage and horses. Mixing them together is just like... I think it was from a little girl. I wanted to be in the circus... I have wanted to do a lot of things. I always wanted to be in the circus. And funnily enough, I had the chance to be in the circus once when I was 21. I worked for a radio station. We were doing this competition where they said we were giving away tickets to go to the circus. And as part of the breakfast show, I got to go and ride the white horse. And to this day, Alison, I've never forgotten that moment. And this horse came out. I mean, it knew what he was doing. I didn't know what I was doing. I just had to sit there and smile. Um, but it knew every beat, the music, it was moving his leg really up high in front. He was just seamless. And the passion that you get, it's the it gave me goosebumps inside hearing the music along with the horse moving so beautifully to the beat of the music was just phenomenal.
1: I think that sounds like a dream come true I think you picked up on something really important there it's about the beat it's about the rhythm and I think that you need to think about your horse's natural paces their natural rhythm and and choose music that's going to enhance that so that the horse is working to a a rhythm that it's comfortable with um, and that Adds expression to the way the horse moves. So it might be that you had a a real favourite that you couldn't wait to ride to, and your horse might hate it. It, it might mm-hmm. just really struggle to to be comfortable within that rhythm. So I think it's really important that you work out what your horse's beats mm-hmm. per minute are. And you know you can take a, get somebody to video you, and then you can um, you can download an app a metronome app and you you can work within that equally you can send the video to a producer who will work that out for you you want someone who's very comfortable with music to be able to produce that great track
2: that's interesting so you do it the other way around you don't go you don't find the track first and then say I want to teach my horse to move to the music you actually find the music that suits the
0: horse
1: yeah I mean I sometimes I've Got lucky I've listened to a track on the radio and in my head I've been able to imagine myself riding to that and then we've tried Mm. it to get the horse's reaction and, and then you can, you can go the other way and you can interpret the music. I think when you look at the, the way freestyles are scored, there is always that element of being able to interpret the music. So it shouldn't be that you're, um, that you're riding and the music bears no relationship to the patterns. I think you need to be able to to work within the frames of the track, without getting too technical. But yeah, I, I no, like no, no, get technical. We love technical. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, from a choreography point of view, I have a rough idea because of the um, the, the technical requirements, the shapes that we're going to need, and the shapes that we're going to use. But then the music producer will quite often be able to to match the phrasing to that. So it's it's very much a sort of a partnership between the choreographer and the music producer. But then the horse will often react in ways that we don't expect. It, it may be in the past, for instance, I've had a track that I thought, yeah, I'm going to canter to this. But it didn't enhance the mm-hmm. horse's way of going. Um, but it actually really enjoyed walking to it. So we came from canter being a little bit disappointed back down into walk to think, oh, well, that's not going to work. Only to find that it did wonders for the horse's walk. Oh, lovely.
2: What do the judges score on when it comes to freestyle?
1: Well, there's the technical elements and there's the artistic. Now, the technical gives you the opportunity to work at each level. So there's a set number of moves that you're required to show and they'll as usual be scored out of 10. So, for example, if you're doing an elementary test, you'll have to show 10 metre circles and trot and 15 meter circles in canter. I mean, there's a lot of other things, but that's that's just to give you an idea. And then the artistic elements. So you're going to get a mark for choreography. As you go up the levels, you're going to get a mark for how you use the arena and how hard the choreography is. You'll get marked on the there is a music mark, but it's not about whether the judge likes the music. It's not about their personal preference. It's about whether it matched the horse, whether the horse went well to it. So um mm. anybody that wants to have a go, I would just suggest that you you send off for the, the sheet at the level that you want to work at and, and read through because it's not as scary as you may first think. It's supposed to be fun, isn't it? It's supposed to be fun, and it really is. And that's why... I think that for myself I've always asked a music producer to do the music for me because that removes the stress. I can concentrate on the bits that I really like doing which is actually the riding and thinking about how best to demonstrate my horse's strengths within a within a pattern.
2: Would you say it's like dancing with horses?
1: I think that that's probably somebody's reaction to seeing it and, and, and a good way of, of describing it. I think that It's a partnership and you can have some shared, some quite wonderful moments where you're just lost in the music.
2: Mm. Because it's interesting how a lot of us listen to music whilst we're riding. We listen while we're going hacking. We listen while we're in the school because it can be really motivational. At the same time, we respond to music via our heart rate. So if we like a piece of music, then our heart rate might go up. If we're listening to a cinematic piece... That's got this amazing kind of, if crescendo is the right word, I don't know, but crescendo, you know, that goes up and loud. And we feel that in our bodies. Our horses are going to feel that. So, so really the music is extra important as well because. We don't want to have that raising pulse and raising heart rate at a point where the horse needs to be really relaxed and quiet in the test. I'm presuming.
1: I think you're spot on there. I mean, I've had quite an an interesting competition once where I was riding a friend's horse and it was a really good music routine. I was really excited at the opportunity. There wasn't music that I knew as well or a horse that I knew particularly well, but unfortunately the music raised my pulse to the point where I was quite tense, it, just in response to the music, and our performance factor went out of the window because because I was sort of t- um, too tense, I suppose tense is the wrong word, but mm. but definitely chasing the music rather than relaxing and sort of hitting my marker points I actually got way, way ahead of my music and ended up having to really freestyle. so you need to be careful what track you select. <laughs>
2: But that's interesting, you you got ahead of your music, so were you thinking too far ahead then? You weren't thinking at the point that you were at? Because for dressage, we do need to think of the next point, don't we? Rather than three points down, it's the next one. So we are thinking ahead, but were you thinking too
1: far ahead? I, I was thinking too far ahead, and I was almost chasing the rhythm too quickly. So yeah. it was Vanessa May and the can-can, and it's quite an uplifting, sort of energetic, and probably be good workout music but for me and um, this horse, <laughs> we finished our trot section far too quickly just because I cut corners. I, I sort of, um, mentally in my head, I thought we were further on in the music than we were. And, and so I, I think that in, instead of perhaps. Presenting the shapes in a calm way. I My head was thinking, I've got to get this shape in before I go and do the next one. And it was all just quite rushed. It's funny though, isn't it? It's so
2: different. Doing freestyle to music is so different to just doing a, a standard dressage test because so much more has gone into it, not in terms of preparation or in terms of, of working the horse or preparing the horse, but you've got more creativity and you're basically putting on a show. So I guess a lot of that that you felt It must have come from excitement of you love the music that you've chosen, you love the freestyle routine that you've come up with, and you are entertaining as well as doing a test.
1: I think there's certainly that element. I mean, from memory, it wasn't my finest hour, that, that particular moment. I generally find that freestyle is an opportunity to really enjoy the time in the arena. There is a little bit of pressure removed when you know your music so well, and if you choreograph it carefully, then you you've got a, an extra opportunity. Say you you didn't quite show the medium trot that you wanted the first line. You can come back the other way and show it again. And so what the judge would do in that instance is say the first movement was worth a five, but your second one was was worth a seven. You'd end up with a six as the average of the two movements. So there's there's opportunities all the time to gain those extra marks and i i just think that it's it will always have its first pressures the first time you get a new routine or if the sound system isn't quite the same as you're used to sometimes there can be a little bit of feedback and and you can hear the beats coming back at you and that's a little unnerving Um, but, But generally the sound systems are getting better and it's just great fun. One of the
2: hurdles that I hear with dressage is the horse sometimes anticipates what's going to happen next and they anticipate the next move. So by not, almost not doing a test too much, you can kind of not hopefully prevent them from anticipating it. But with music... Do they anticipate it more?
1: I think that that can work to your advantage. I mean, I, certainly, I um, in the early days when I was less confident with my routine, I realised that I'd made a mistake and I, I tried to fix that mistake. And my horse was absolutely adamant that actually we didn't have time to go further around the arena, and sort of took me onto the centre line himself and halted as the music ended and I sort of oh, wow. managed to to pull off a, a sort of very theatrical um, salute like it was all my idea but I, I knew that the horse was thinking what would you do without me you know so I, I think that it's, it's good when horses get to know their music I mean another example is in the collecting ring you're quite often listening to other people's routines and watching your horse if he hears someone else has got his music is also quite interesting because you can see them thinking, oh, are we late? What's going on? Why am I standing here when you're playing my music? So I think that they react and they respond, and I, I think horses have emotional response to music too. Do you? What sort of emotional response? Certainly travelling with horses and having different music on the radio. I, I know my horse to have a preference, and, and he would definitely kick if he wanted us to change the channel. <laughs> <laughs> Does he prefer? Does he prefer more classical, or does
2: he prefer something a little bit heavier?
1: Uh, he likes. Um, well, that particular horse is very fond of Queen, <laughs> which was always, <laughs> the show must the go on. The show must go on, and then that's a track that I I had used for him um, in some performances. I don't know. I mean, he had quite eclectic taste. He was very fond of clarinet music, piano music, and this is entirely based on me watching him listening to the radio and, and knowing what he liked and what he disliked. I have another horse, a Spanish horse, just really likes classic FM, but can't stand that Now, I don't know what it was, but that was, <laughs> that was his clear sort of, it, it just stressed him out and you could see a visible um, difference, whereas other horses would be quite happy for it to play all day. So you, you just, you have to experiment, I think. What's
2: the favourite piece of music that you've ever worked with?
1: Well, I was very lucky for your horse life because i talked a long time to nick reeve who did my music and and still does music with me and he said okay we're, we're going to just talk about what it's like when you ride your horse what what emotions do you have and i talked like we're talking for quite a long time and and just described many moments that we shared together and then he went away and he had video that he could see how the horse moved and and the horse's personality and he Mm -hmm. said i've chosen a theme for you of happy because every uh, adjective that you use basically came back to the joy when you rode this horse and he chose farrell and we had um happy as our trot music and then um i'm trying to think what our counter music was but again it was i think it was on top of the world by imagine dragons, um, something like that. It, it's kind of, I can't remember. <laughs> this is embarrassing now because I've ridden to that track so many times. <laughs> but, um, the one that stands out in the whole routine, although I enjoy the other tracks, was Farrell and, and, and the chop music because it just summed up and, um, I'd been riding to different music for quite a long time, and I, and I wanted this new routine to go and do your horse live. so what did you do at your horse live we basically i um I presented dressage to music and I did a medium test with my horse and it was the second time I'd ridden to the music, so that added a bit of a bit of tension but a lot of enjoyment yeah. and I think the reason that that track stands out is because I played the track just as an audio to my horse to give him the chance to respond to just to see what he thought of it and it was like he grew a hand taller he pricked his ears he listened to the whole thing and he learned the routine very very quickly just by listening to the music so that was something that was very special
2: hey have you got a video of it i'd love to see the demo
1: i don't think we have i think we of course we've got lots of pictures but um, I don't think any of us thought, <laughs> I, I, I know that when they, um, when they recorded it at Your Horse Live, they put it on the screens in the shopping village and, and we didn't know, but it, it's such a shame we didn't position someone there to film it because it would have been really good.
2: One of my favourite videos of watching of Dress Music is this, I think he's, he's either American or he's Australian, this naked man. Have you seen this no, video? I haven't seen it. Oh, it's. So oh, good. I, I will share it on Twitter. I'll find it and share the Twitter. It's brilliant. It's. I'm not going to explain to you what happens because it kind of ruins it. But it's to the music. You know, uh, wiggle, 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 wiggle.
1: Oh, yes. Okay. Yes, I think I've possibly yeah. seen it. And he makes the
2: horse wiggle at the same time. The horse kind of shakes when he goes wiggle, wiggle, wiggle. It's very, very clever. <laughs> Freestyle to music and dressage to music. Can you do this in a competition? Can you just go and enter freestyle to music or is it part of another dressage test that you have to do?
1: Oh, you can, you can enter standalone music classes, freestyle classes. The most complicated bit and please, please don't be put off by this is the complying with the licensing regulations, which basically is there to protect artists so that if people use excerpts of their music that they, they get paid accordingly it's like uh, an intellectual property thing yes so the property rights the music rights we had
2: that in radio as well i think it was ppl i think it was called any business if you play music you have to pay for a license to play the music so if we were to select
1: say happy for example do we have to pay a fee so what happens is we're very lucky and that british dressage um managed to i don't know how they did it but they managed to get an agreement with ppl and so anybody can become a music member of of british dressage um, and that requires a subscription but what you enter into is this agreement that you will follow quite a, a strict but not too difficult process for each music that you use so you apply to be a music member they send you the relevant forms and they explain exactly how to do it but in essence they send you a sheet and some stickers and you list on the sheet all of the music tracks that you've used in each routine and you put who the publisher was I don't know just say A&M Records for example published and the year that they published the music and then you would you would say how much of that track you used and then you send that bit back I'm not explaining this very well. You send that back to British Dressage. No, no, it makes sense. Well, that's okay. So you send your form back to British Dressage. They send you a sticker which you fill in and you put that on your CD box. So you're basically signing an agreement saying that you're not going to earn money by reproducing the music in public.
0: And then...
2: That's brilliant. So actually you don't you don't technically have to pay for the music. No. No, that's all sorted out. So that means then that you are allowed to use any music from anywhere in the world. Because my next question to you was or my next thought is are there restrictions on the type of music that you can use? Because for a while, we were seeing a lot of classical-type music. Then there was a lot of West End musicals. Lion King was used a lot. And now we are moving a little bit more into the pop world.
1: Are there restrictions on the type of music? Just really what you're thinking about is the finished product. So because of the the time restriction you need to think quite carefully about the style of music you choose and where you're going to edit it. So they always used to say, don't use music with lyrics. But I think and I believe that was largely for two reasons. One, because of the difficulty in editing. Mm. Because when I first started, people were still recording on cassettes (laughs) (laughs) and pressing pause, and and, and trying to make it seamless, which um, thankfully we've moved on a little bit. There and then, the other thing I suppose was that some judges were giving the feedback that lyrics could be distracting and that you know that they'd be expecting the phrasing to continue and so on and so forth. But I think that it's important to look at the whole musicality of the performance, and I don't think judges would mind if if the lyrics were tasteful and they enhance the performance.
2: You're going to think I'm mental, but I have a very eclectic taste in music. And I love a bit of classical, but then I love a bit of rock. You know, I can't help it. It's just, I do love a bass, something with a real big beat. And I would love to see somebody (laughs) doing freestyle to music, to a little bit of dubstep and a little bit of drum and bass. Because when those beats really go, it just can be so powerful. If it's mixed correctly with some beautiful music, you can really mix the two together.
1: Has anyone done that? I'm not too sure. I mean, I, I think we're hearing new stuff all the time. I, I personally would ride to it. I don't see why not. I think that anything that has a clear rhythm that you can really get a little bit lost in, if you can still remember where you're going, but if, if you can really start to feel the horse move, I think, I think that would be fantastic. I would say that some horses are known to be quite betaverse. And I know that people will deliberately mix stuff that isn't too too suggestive or doesn't dictate too much. Some horses don't enjoy music. Thankfully they're quite few and far between, but I would avoid anything heavy if you have a very sharp or sensitive horse. But I think the horses that I ride would probably really get up and go to it.
2: Oh, I'd love it. It's again it's that cinematic kind of feel. I'm quite dramatic, can you tell? <laughs> <laughs> Like anything, anything with passion and a little bit of drama. And um, when it comes down to the beat, then and the horse is liking it. Let's say you're doing a. I always want to say flying leap change, but it's not a flying leap change, is it? Is a flying change, canter change,
1: flying change. I, I think what you're you're describing sounds like a very expressive moment, and I think it could certainly <laughs> add to the performance factor. I, I like the the sort of the sense of the up. I yes. the momentum of the leap but um yeah flying changes and at a lower sort of entry level a simple change where you go canter walk canter you can have so much fun interpreting music with that
2: so when you're doing a flying change it looks like when i watch it to music it looks like the rider has to let the horse know like a, almost like half a beat before the beat that they need to change the leg and they go, that's the next move
1: yeah you're almost ask if you're looking at something at the very highest level where they're doing temper changes so they're changing every stride you're almost mm-hmm. asking as you're doing the one before so that requires practice and good communication with the horse but also there's an element of counting as well so that In the the highest level test, there'll be a prescribed number of actual changes. So you need to get your head around, say you're doing 15. That requires quite a lot of preparation.
2: Yeah, because that would be so difficult because naturally your head would be listening out to the music. Your ears would be listening to the music. And you would naturally want to squeeze the horse on to make that move on the beat. Yeah. But it looks like they've got to do it just before, which is it's almost like tapping your head and rolling you know rubbing your tummy at the same time
1: (laughs) I I think that that can be said for quite a lot of riding exercises and I I think that that's where music can really help especially if if you've got the phrasing to the point that it's suggesting the change and so you can be a little bit more intuitive I suppose it's like anything else when if you say to steal the Strictly model from the television when you watch them and they're marking the steps in the first few weeks and it all looks a little bit awkward. And then as they get more confident, so they're able to interpret the music. And I, I think that's what happens for riders as well, but perhaps in an over a longer time path. <laughs> <laughs> so how long does it take you then to
2: choreograph a piece?
1: Well, the majority of my work is with riders who are riding novice elementary medium tests and. I'm most practiced at those levels that's the sort of the comfort zone for me if you like so what would happen usually is I would work with a rider for about 45 minutes to an hour having had a conversation with them before we started about their horse and their ambition if you like and and what they want to do some people will come and say I want to win a championship so you need (laughs) that immediately puts the (laughs) pressure on a little bit you need you need to think about You know, can you make something a bit more complicated? Someone might say to you, I'm really, really terrified, but this is my goal. And could you make it as easy as possible? So (laughs) there's a whole sort of scale, if you like. So you'd spend, I spend that time allowing them to warm up, trying out some of the ideas I had. And usually, because I do it pace by pace, so there's lots of walk breaks in between, and there's a chance to talk about well, that looked quite good, but how did it feel to you? Was it easy to ride? Could we make it more complicated? And, and we do little tweaks throughout the process. And then when I'm happy and the rider's happy, we'll film it. And fingers crossed it can get done in one take, but <laughs> you know what technology is like. There's a, there's always the, the possibility for a blip, but we normally manage to, um, to capture it in two or three takes. And I have a, a stopwatch as well because it's important that, we stay within the time frame allowed at each level. What is the standard time frame? It's between 4 minutes 30 and 5 minutes. So I tend to aim for 4 minutes 45 to just be on the safe side. So mm-hmm. you don't want the judge to feel like, oh, I could have seen another second of that. But equally, you, if you you don't want to overrun because you can get penalties for going over time. Oh, really? Yeah, I can't remember what what the sliding scale is, but I should think that... In general, if you allow four minutes 45 at at novice elementary level, you've managed to show everything um, Mm. that's required and with a little bit of of extra and it's, it's, it's normally quite a pleasing amount of time. And where do you get your inspiration from? Inspiration for choreography. Yeah. Where do you get your inspiration for choreography? I think about things that I like to ride, some gymnastic exercises, some patterns, so Books I've read, perhaps that have, have suggested different exercises, ten meter circles, for instance. There are different places you can put them in the arena. But I have to admit, the starting point always comes down to the technical requirements because four minutes forty five sounds quite a lot. But given what you've got to show, you normally your choreography is limited to linking those movements together in in the mm-hmm. most attractive way and a way that allows the horse to flow you don't you don't want it to look like you've just shoved everything in there <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you know if you're riding and um you've got that checklist in your head and and you've gone a little bit wrong sometimes it does feel like you're trying to to cram a little
2: but the bonuses when you're at the top level or maybe not the really top because it would be obvious if you got it wrong but when you're at like the nearly top level <laughs> you make a mistake, the judge doesn't know what you're supposed to be doing. So if you're really good, you could probably get away with doing another move and squeezing it in somewhere else, do you think?
1: Oh, I think that's why it's called freestyle. And I think that (laughs) if 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 you're careful, you can make it look like you plan to do that. And I think, you know, obviously at the very top level, they've probably got the difficulty that people... Spectators, judges, fellow riders know their routine as well as they know their own, and so mm. it would be obvious if there were a mistake made. But I think they could perhaps just say, "No, I thought I'd try something different. I don't see why not." <laughs> <laughs> Is the horse supposed to land on the beach? um I don't, I don't know about that in terms of of whether you would lose marks. But I think that it, it may look a little disjointed if you're say you're cantering and Mm. perhaps the canter is is suggesting a a certain rhythm so canter you might think well canter's a three beat so you could have a waltz but you actually have that moment of suspension so it's you end up needing a four time music so I think if the horse without (laughs) I'm trying to answer the question simply but what the first thing that I'm thinking is if if we look at a horse cantering and we say that there's an irregularity in the way the horse is cantering, so instead of it being three time with the moment of suspension, it becomes a very flat four time, a very heavy four time, and the music that you had selected had a very clear sort of upbeat for the the jump of the canter. I think if you missed that, it would it would not look so good. Yeah, no, 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 that makes sense.
2: But I'm now going to ask you, what's the three the three beat and the four beat? I take it it's the beats within the music
1: um well i, well, I suppose when i'm talking about a, a three time so a waltz is one two three one two three one two three um you mm-hmm. couldn't canter to that because you need a one two three and one two three and and can you see that the the waltz music would mismatch that moment of suspension so you'd actually need a four mm-hmm. time piece of music
2: I'm desperately trying to remember my days at school in music lesson now. I'm wishing that I listened.
1: And I'm really wishing (laughs) that we had Nick Reeve on the line to explain it better. (laughs) No, you've done great. It's fascinating. So you work very,
2: very closely with Nick, obviously. You have done for years. If we were looking then, say we're just starting out, we want to try a bit of freestyle, are there any pieces of music that you can recommend that work well with your choreography that you've done previously? So, someone that's just starting out, something that maybe would help with confidence, keep somebody going, and it would be quite quite an easy start.
1: I'd take it back a step and make it even easier. I'd say switch on the radio, even if you walk in and ad. If you're listening to commercial radio and there's ad breaks that could be a good moment to to walk around I I would even go so far as to say why not just ride to what makes you comfortable so what you might listen to in the car of course if you've got very eclectic tastes your horse will possibly not share those (laughs) (laughs) um thinking about tracks that I like to ride to I quite like riding to oh gosh what would I ride to well, I ride to Jack Johnson, and the beat isn't always spot on, but it keeps me happy, and it's a nice, chill sort of surfer vibe in the background, so I might train to that. Mm. Um, Bruno <laughs> Mars is quite good to ride to. Like we it. don't
2: want them to ride too much to music, because we want you to listen to the podcast whilst you're riding. That's the whole point, oh. is that you're supposed to be listening to this when you go out hacking.
1: <laughs> well, I, I, okay, so one thing we could maybe try in your uh, once a month, I think, you you should share different music tracks and get some feedback on on what people enjoyed riding to. I think that would be quite fun. That's a brilliant idea. A track that I've had in my head for days, and I think you can blame James Corden's carpool for this, is um, is Coldplay. (laughs) We're singing, and I can't remember the the title. It's something to do with adventure. You'll have to help me out here. But it's been stuck in my head for days, so I feel like I've been riding to that for quite a while. (laughs) What should we
2: think about then when we're thinking of the choreography, we need to start building choreography. Are there any tips that you can give us that we should really keep in the back of our head?
1: Well, first things first, if your horse has a preferred rein, I would probably make sure that when you've halted and saluted, when you you go for your move off, say your horse favours the left rein, I would go left, make your life easy. Um, You are going to have to at some point change the rein in order to (laughs) fulfil the requirements. But Set yourself up to have as much fun and enjoyment as possible in your choreography. So, if you found that it helped your horse to change the rein by doing two half ten meter circles, and that that would help with your horse's balance and connection, then I would do that. If your horse really likes to show off and possibly strut their stuff a little bit on a on a diagonal line, then then include that. Just to work to the strengths of the horse, then really you've hit the nail on the head. Don't, don't, (laughs) the one thing I would say don't do is don't pick your favorite test and just add music to it. Be a little bit braver Mm. and start to think about how you could show off the things that you score well in a nice, nice try and be symmetrical. I mean, don't get too hung up about it, but from a judge's point of view. If you're seeing somebody ride towards you and they do something on the left rein that you have to score them for, you're hoping that they're going to present it on the right rein in a in a similar fashion because mm-hmm. in a way, a judging freestyle must be quite a lot of pressure because the judge has no idea what's going to come. It's not like you submit your floor plan. So whilst that works for the rider, the judge, you need to sort of signpost it a little bit and say, look, I've done this this way. It's coming up the other way. Get ready to give me a good mark.
0: Mm.
2: So would you say save the better rein for second?
1: It depends. Because originally, sorry, you
2: said if, if I get the going off on your, on your better rein. so if your left rein's better, as soon as you left, halt, go off on it. Yeah. But then I'd be inclined, if I struggled on the on the right canter, but my left canter was absolutely spot on, I'd be inclined to do the right canter first, whilst the judge isn't expecting it, and then this the amazing canter after that
1: well I think you've got to start and finish on a good note and maybe try and find ways to not necessarily disguise your weaker moments but, but make them easier for yourself so mm. if you know that the reason I say go the way you're best at first is that gives you time to relax to listen to the music to start you, you want to make a good first impression don't you so don't mm. don't try and get it over and done with think about ways of linking it so that you give your chance to yourself to shine, really give yourself a chance to shine. I can't even say that word. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Thank you so much, Alison. That's my pleasure. Do you have any more tips that you can give us just before you go? I top tip for music is just have a go. Don't be put off by the needs to license your music or worry about editing your music. Just get out there and ride and think about how it impacts on you and your horse thank you
2: i'll work on seeing if we can get some music on the podcast but i have a feeling we're gonna to have to pay ppl a lot of money ouch <laughs> <laughs> yeah
1: Alison, <laughs> how can we follow you on twitter so my twitter account is at solitaire dtm which stands for dressage to music the dtm part I think if you just type my name in, it possibly would come up as well. So
2: that's Alison Kenward? That's
1: correct, yes. And are you on Facebook? I am on Facebook. Same again. That time it's Alison Kenward, just as a page.
2: And what about a website? Do you have a website address?
1: Yes, and I'm going to struggle to remember it most likely. It's www.alisonkenward.weebly.com, I think. Don't worry, if we if you can Google, You Google. If we... <laughs> If
2: we Google Alison Kenward, then uh, then you'll come up.
1: Yeah, Alison looking-
2: Kenward dressage to music. Yes, thank you very much. Thank you so much. Well, good luck at your next competition, and um please get someone to video it because we'd love to see some of your work.
1: Super, I'll do my best. Thank you.
2: Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode and thank you for subscribing to Acast Plus. You can hear all sorts of exclusive episodes plus you get to hear every episode of Horse Hour before everybody else. So right now you can hear Narvin Kerr who's a physiotherapist for Trey Health and she looks after international show jumper Jay Hallam. I also talked to Jay about his story what it's like being a show jumper. It turns out he trains eventing horses too so he's been in the eventing industry for a long time. He tells us the difference between the two, what it's like to be a show jumper and uh, also some of the struggles that he's been through because it's not easy trying to run a business and train horses and be a professional show jumper. I also speak to Gemma Tattersall I had a lovely hour with her She told us everything What it's like to ride at badminton Preparation for Rio Her horses that she's got It was just amazing So I hope you enjoy listening to her interview And then there's Rosemary Lang She is part of the Mark Davies Injured Riders Fund Now Rosemary was friends with Mark Davies When he sadly lost his life So his family and his friends Set up a fund in recognition of him And in memory of him The fund is amazing. They do such great work from not only supporting riders that have been injured whilst they've been riding, but also, you know, if there's anything that they need, then the money that they have goes towards helping them. So it could be a machine that they need, or they might need a wheelchair, or they might need advice of where to go. Then that's where Rosemary's team come in. So you can listen to all those on ACUS+. And don't forget, you can follow me on Twitter. I'm at amy stevenson one and horsehour at horsehour. And check out our website, www.horsehour.org. I'll speak to you soon.
1: You've been listening to Horse Hour. Join the community on Twitter, Mondays, 8pm UK time, 3pm Eastern by using the hashtag Horse Hour. Follow Amy at amy stevenson one and go to horsehour.org for more equestrian advice and information.